We're going to continue today our study of First Peter. I a couple of housekeeping things. I am putting these on. These are obviously staying on YouTube after I'm done with them. I have organized them. If you go to the Dewey Church of Christ YouTube page, I've organized them into playlists. You'll see on this. If you go to the main YouTube page for the Dewey Church of Christ, there are three different playlists. There's the Daily Dose, and then there's Wednesday Evening, and then there's uh, Sunday Morning Worship. I'm sorry, Sunday Morning Worship was shorter yesterday. I'm not exactly sure what happened there. Just my lesson wasn't very long. It was like 14 minutes. That was unanticipated. Uh, but here we are. Uh, we're going to continue in First Peter. Uh, remember, of course, last time we talked about 13, uh, 1, 13 through 21, the call to be holy. Uh, and again, remember a couple of important things. He's writing to strangers, exiles, people who feel like they don't belong. And of course, the section we looked at last time was the, so what? We need to be different than the world, right? In our actions, we want to be holy. Uh, you shall be holy for I am holy is what he says in verse 16 of chapter one. Uh, so uh, this week, we're, or this, not this week, today we're going to do 122 through 2-3. Why can I not get back over here? Uh, so let's read the first section of the text in 122 through 25. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth. That's what is he saying? The being holy, right? Be holy for I, as I am holy. And that, what he's talking about there, uh, that was the purifying yourselves. If you call on him, verse 17, as father who judges impartially, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. Uh, that's the purifying your souls is by being holy. The purifying, again, what is it? By obedience to the truth. That's the being holy part. So thus having purified your souls by obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God, all flesh, or, and then four, all flesh is like grass and its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Uh, a couple of interesting things about this text. One, he's, the things that he, we have already done, the, you've done this, so this is the result. One, we've purified our souls by obedience. Two, since you have been born again. We've already been born again, right? So he's writing clearly to Christians, people who have already been, people who are in our circumstance, right? Uh, most of the people who's watching this, I believe, are probably already Christians. What do we need to do? We need to love one another earnestly from a pure heart. That's the, that is the command of this text. Uh, the thing that he wants us to do in this particular text, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And, and why are we loving one another earnestly? Well, because we've purified our souls by becoming holy. We're trying to be holy. And because we've been born again, not of perishable, but of imperishable. And he's, again, really hitting the point the thing you're dealing with now is temporary, but the thing that you're going to be dealing with in the future is permanent. The thing that you're looking forward to is imperishable, right? So this contrast between perishable and imperishable. Now he has this quotation. This uh, this this quote is from uh, James, uh, cited from Isaiah 40. And and what's the point of this quote? 
the word of the Lord, the thing that you have, the truth that you need to obey, isn't that what he's saying? Having purified your souls by obedience to the truth, the truth that you're obeying, the truth that makes you holy, the truth that enabled you to be born again, that word of God is going to last forever. And, and it doesn't matter what happens now. It doesn't matter what things you're going through now. It doesn't matter the temporary trials that you go through. Isn't that what he said in, in the a beginning? Though for now, for a little while in verse 6, you are grieved by various trials. Those things are all temporary compared to the word of God, the living and abiding word of God. And then he's got this, this quotation, all flesh is like grass. It's glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower fails. Uh, we understand that, right? The flesh dies. It dies. We had, we've had two great example of that, great examples of that recently in our midst. We've had, and it, it's horrible and it's sad, except it, it, in a little bit of ways it's not because we know both John and Vernell, they were, they had purified their souls. They had been born again. They were living according to this living and abiding word of God. So their flesh withered and died and failed but because of their obedience to the truth, we know that they're going to live for, they're, they are imperishable. Their soul is imperishable. Uh, so there, there's a lot of encouragement in this text, a lot of instruction in this text. Let's read the next section of it. First uh, Peter 1, 25 through 2, 3. And this is this word is the good news that was preached to you. So put away all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like a newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. And, and a lot of similar themes here, right? If you have tasted that the Lord is good, what does that mean? If we've tasted the Lord is good, what is that? That means we've been saved, right? We've, we've tasted this salvation. We we have tasted the, the benefits of being in the Lord. We know what that's like. It's something that's already happened to us. So what? And, and again, he says the good word that was preached to you. They already knew the good news. We already know the good news. So these instructions, this is not like he's talking to people who are not Christians. This is people like us. People who are Christians, who have put on the on the Lord, who have been immersed into Christ, who have been born again, but there's still some instruction that they need to have, right? There's still instruction that we need to have. And so what's the instruction in this text that he says? Put away all malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. These are the things like the flesh that will pa pass away, right? These are things that are temporary. These are things of this earth. And if we're thinking about our exile, the time of our exile, these are the things of the place where we find ourselves. These are the things that belong on earth. These are the things that belong to the world. This is not what we're supposed to be. And if we put all of the first chapter in its context, I think if we all look at it at one, in one go, you don't belong here. You need to be different. Here's some things you need to do differently. Now, two things I want to note about this. One, he's already said that the idea of pure, I'm going to put this back on the screen. Uh, he's He said this already here, right? Love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And then he says, long for the pure spiritual milk. This idea of pure is a, is a very important concept, not just in Peter, but in all of scripture. Uh, the idea of, of being, oh, and he says in verse 22, having purified your souls, right? So this idea of pure, of uh, un, 
untainted in in one of the words it's guileless or unmixed or unadulterated or without any negative intent is what he's really saying a person without negative intent that's what we're trying to be is is pure we're trying to remove those negative things all whatever they are in in this case it's the uh the the malice and the envy and the slander and the hypocrisy but there's a lot of other things that it might be he says in verse 14 right uh do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance which again could be any number of things but again what's the point in this particular text and he's coming to an idea in chapter two of the living stone he uses the word living several times here since you have been born again, I'll put this text back on the screen. Um, let's see here. Sorry. Since you have been born again, not of perishable, but of imperishable. And again, we're thinking about life and death, temporary and eternal. That's the contrast that's being made. The word of God, the thing that has enabled you to be pure. The thing that has enabled you to be different, and isn't that what he says in the uh, in the other verse? Long for the pure spiritual milk. That, of course, would be the word, right? That you may grow into salvation. This is the thing that will last. The trials that we're going through, the things that we're struggling with, they are perishable, along with the passions of the world. Envy, slander, malice, and we could think about hatred or deceit or or enmity or strife or jealousy or any of the, the negative things we could think about there. These are all the temporary things that they won't last. They will not last into eternity. So when we're thinking about the importance of growing into salvation, unfortunately, they're not gone yet, right? They are still here. The flesh is like grass that is it's still alive because we're still here and we still have to deal with it. It won't last forever. It's going to wither eventually. It will fade eventually. But we're here now and we have to deal with it now. So what's the point? Purify your souls by obedience. Long for the pure spiritual milk of the word. Uh, put away all of these negative things and then ultimately love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Isn't that what he says? Love one another earnestly from a pure heart. It's not just that we're, we're, we're doing this in isolation. We're just on our own trying to be pleasing to God. That I, It's just I have this sort of secret private relationship with God. But no, I'm loving one another earnestly from a pure heart, a sincere heart. If I'm not loving you, in addition to trying to be pleasing to God, then I'm ultimately not being pleasing to God, right? So he is trying to bind them together in their exile. You don't feel like you belong, but there's a lot of people who don't feel like they belong. There's a lot of people who don't belong on this earth whose citizenship is in heaven. He's going to get to that phrase later on, whose citizenship is in heaven. He talks about, the we're going to get to it in chapter 2, the holy uh, the holy nation, the royal priesthood, right? You're not in this alone. You're just not. You're in this with everybody else who is struggling with all the same things. Those who have been purified, those who have been born again. So love one another earnestly. And, and I like that, not sort of lip service, not sort of it's surface level love, but love one another earnestly since love comes from a pure, or since love, oh, since you have been born again, rather. As we are thinking about First Peter, we've gone through quite a bit. Uh, I say that we've gone through one chapter. We're going pretty slow. I want to, again, remind us in these particular times, the times that we're in, you can do these things. 
This week, you can do these things. Now, many of us are still going to work and we're still living a lot of our lives. We just are. We just have to keep doing. It's not like we can just totally shut down. And I get that. So you're maybe you're still doing most of the same things you used to do, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you've had to be furloughed. Maybe you've had a temporary layoff. You can still do these things in your circumstance. The things that we need to do to be holy as God is holy those things still apply. We can still love one another earnestly. We can still long for the pure spiritual milk. In fact, what we're doing right now is part of that, right? Is hopefully I'm imparting some of that milk to you, the, the milk of the word, the, the, the truth, the information, the knowledge of Jesus. I hope that that's what's being imparted here. Remembering that the thing that we are going through now will pass. Like everything else, like John and Vernell have passed, who have passed into glory, fortunately, because they were, of course, born of that imperishable seed, right? They were. And so we know that they've passed out of these temporary trials for a little while. They've passed out of that into the thing that is imperishable, the thing that was being kept in heaven for us, the thing that was being guarded by faith, all of that that benefit that we are looking forward to in the future. They have, they have passed into that, and we do not have to worry about them anymore. The grief, of course, is for us. So next week, not next week, I keep saying next week because that's the mode I'm in. Tomorrow, we will talk about the cornerstone in 1 Peter 2. Uh, the cornerstone, the, the rock of offense. It's an interesting section of text uh, as we're going to transition into something a little bit different in 1 Peter. Uh, I encourage you this week, uh, I don't know when, sorry, my Bible app, whenever I do it, it doesn't let me go back to other apps. It's like it just wants me to stay in the Bible, which is okay, I guess. I encourage you this week, um, Betty made a bunch of face masks. The secretaries will figure out a time when you don't just show up at the building because I don't have them. Uh, but the secretaries will figure out a time when they can get them from Betty and have them at the building and people will, can come get them. They will send out a column all about that. So don't just show up because I don't, I don't have any at the building. Uh, so the, the, the secretaries will take care of that. So you will, there'll be a call sent out when you can come get your mask. Um, and this week, again, as always, love one another earnestly. Love each other. Be encouraging. Be supporting. Do what you can to be an, an encouragement and build one another up with our words as we looked at yesterday. And we will continue to get through this. We will continue to work for the kingdom, knowing that what we're looking forward to in heaven, that's eternal. And we have a taste of it now, but we still have to go with these, undergo these various trials. Um, have a good week and God bless.